everyone, my name is Sarah and this is Sarah in God's Time. Thank you so much for joining us again today. I've got a really fun story that I'm super excited about because it has helped me to kind of have some peace myself in recent days. So what we're going to start with is we're reading from Matthew 8, 23 through 27. Now you can also find this story in Mark 4, 35 through 41, and in Luke 8, 22 through 25. But today we're doing Matthew 8, 23 through 27. And it says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now, as I was saying, this has been kind of a comfort for me more recently because of my current situation, we have a lot of change. A lot of things are kind of up in the air and we don't know exactly where everything is going to land. And so, this story is easy for me to relate to, at least right now. So in our story, we have some areas to discuss first, though. We've got Jesus has just gotten to his boat, gotten into this boat, and him and these men he has been teaching have gone out across the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee is really interesting because it is... It's, it's this huge lake, actually. It's not really a sea. It's a huge lake. And huh, the shorelines are 680 feet below sea level. And then it is surrounded by these huge mountains. And so because of all of this, because of all of this, storms can come up very quickly and unexpectedly. So when these disciples got onto this boat with Jesus and they went into the sea, it was probably a pretty calm day on the waters. However, <laughs> once they got a ways out, the storm hit. And there were waves. I, I, I was amazed at this. I've read in multiple places where these waves, because of the location of this Sea of Galilee, because of this location, these waves can get up to 20 feet 
high. Those are some huge waves. I'm, to, to put this into perspective here, I mean, think about your height. I'm about 5'4". And if I'm on a boat that is rocking and tossing me off balance and I just can't get my footing and water is splashing into this boat, how terrifying would it be to see these huge, I mean, 20 foot tall walls of water going up around you? Those are some massive waves. And it's hard to even imagine being able to, to keep this boat above water and not to be thrown into this, this Sea of Galilee. Now, sometimes the storms of life can be just as terrifying. I don't know what it is that you guys are facing in this moment, but there can be anything from test results that are coming back to facing somebody that you really don't want to face, to job complications, to friendships, to the loss of loved ones. There's just all kinds of things that can be happening in this world. And I'm sure that you can mention multiple other struggles that come in this life. But these disciples of Jesus are in the middle of this huge storm. And all of this is going on, and Jesus is asleep. It's no wonder with all of these, this, this storm that was going on around them, it's no wonder that the disciples actually came to him and said in Matthew 8.25, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Or maybe, maybe some of us have asked the version of uh, Mark 4.38. Mark 4.38 says, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? But what amazes me here is how Jesus didn't stay on the land and send the disciples out on their own to face this storm. He went with them, actually going into the boat first. And the disciples followed him. Also, he was resting peacefully through this storm. <laughs> well, he was resting peacefully through the storm until the disciples woke him. And even as Jesus knew what was happening, at least in Matthew's version, Jesus speaks to his disciples first. Before he does anything about the storm that was going on, that was raging around them, before he spoke anything about the storm, he talked to his disciples first. Some suggest that this showed the disciples that he had confidence that he would be able to handle the storm that they were in in that moment. 
And the response that Jesus had, which is, uh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? I don't see that as a <sighs> belittling. I don't see that as a belittling comment. I don't see that as shameful. It was soothing and calming. It was welcoming these men the chance to openly and honestly admit to themselves and to each other of where they were emotionally. And maybe even to ask themselves or remind themselves of who Jesus truly is. Maybe it was a chance for them to look back and remember some of the things that they knew they saw and experienced and witnessed Jesus doing in their lives and in the lives of those around them. We can do that too. And then Jesus rebukes the winds and the waves. Which also is... Uh, pretty interesting because only God was known to have power over the winds and the waves, over nature. Now, this leads to the disciples' amazement and their question, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Once they saw him calm this storm, they respond in amazement. Amazement of how powerful he was and is. We can say that he is today powerful. That he has control over, for them, the winds and the waves, and for us, the storms of life that we face today. In Matthew 4.41, it says, They were terrified. Or in Luke 8.25, it says, in fear and amazement. I can't help but wonder that if, if maybe after all of this, they started to remember and recognize who Jesus truly is as God. For, more, for me, this is a story of comfort. First, Jesus went with the disciples. They had each other, the disciples didn't go alone. Not only did they have Jesus with them, but they also had each other. Today, we are still called by God to be with him. We are called to him. We're given the Holy Spirit, which you can read about in uh, Acts. We have God with us. We have the Holy Spirit with us. But he also calls us to today... He calls us to relationship with each other, with other believers, or with other people who are trying to understand and grow and learn who God is and how he's working in our lives and what he's calling us to in our lives. So we get to have those relationships, not only with God, but with each other. 
Second, although I haven't reached this level yet, it is possible to have peace in the middle of life's storms. And I have to say, I've seen this. I've had opportunities to work in hospitals and to see people who are going through horrible, horrible situations in their lives. And yet, they still have this, this amazing trust in God that he is with them and they find peace in that. It's wonderful to see this, even though it's horrible to see the struggles that they go through. Now, it's not always easy. Like I was saying, they had some serious struggles, those people that I've witnessed. But, man, I think that their relationship and their trust in God gets deeper because of their experiences. And finally, I can't help but wonder what the conversations were like after the storm was over. It says the disciples were amazed or terrified or in fear and amazement, but I wonder if this led to their worship and thanksgiving for Jesus' provision and presence with them. And I have to say, even now, I can feel that hope and that trust that God is with me And I hope that you can experience that as well today and that you can find that peace in knowing that God is with you and he's for you. He's going with you through the storms of life. And that can be so empowering. So if you do, if you are going through a time like this, I hope that you do find that peace. If you have a friend or a relative or somebody that you know who is struggling, then I hope that you, if you found this helpful, I hope that you would share this with them so that they might find some encouragement as well. Now, every week, you can go back and listen to my previous messages, devotionals similar to this one, and you can listen to them on Oh man, all kinds. Spotify and Apple Podcast and YouTube, or you can go to my page, sarahingodstime.com. And while you're there, you can also send me prayer requests, and I will pray for you outside of my devotional times on here. Or you can send me your questions, and I would love to explore what the answers of those questions might be. So, Thank you again for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Next week's devotional will be made available next week on Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye.